Hello, everybody, and welcome to Two Geeks and One Noob, where we gather friends of similar interests and maybe not so similar and discuss, joke, learn more about, and generally have fun with geek culture. Before we start today's episode, we wanted to announce something that we are now streaming on some of the major podcast networks, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and possibly a few others. Uh, you can click the link in the description below and follow us on your podcast network of choice. So that's pretty exciting. But, but to jump into our topic for today, uh, we're talking about Doctor Strange, the new movie, uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse, Multiverse of Madness. Yes. <sighs> and for obvious reasons, spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, yeah. We will be <laughs> discussing the movie in detail. And, so. and if you're asking about how much of a spoiler alert, we're talking kitted out, stanced Nissan. <laughs> Heavy spoilers. <laughs> Take me a second. <laughs> I saw a Mustang with a spoiler on it. Why? I was like, no way. What Don't ruin say? a good car. lives? <laughs> uh, but anyway, so <sighs> Doctor Strange was such a great movie. What, do you, what did you guys think of it? I did really enjoy it. Um, I will say... After how satisfied I was with No Way Home, there was part of me sitting there at the end of Doctor Strange kind of expecting more. Yeah. Um, and, but overall, I did really enjoy the movie. I liked a lot of the spooky elements that they went with for this one because it was such a different feel for Marvel. Yeah. Um, and it was just like, granted, it's just like little jump scares and stuff like that. So it's not like full on horror, but it is a pretty different feel from what we were used to. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Is again, I do I do feel like I was expecting a little bit more out of it after No Way Home, since this does directly tie into that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I yeah. Liked it. A few more uh, cameos, I think, would have been uh, it, like it had a lot of cameos, but it, I feel like there was a couple that were missing. But there was only one that I cared about. Yeah, Bruce Campbell. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I was expecting more cameos. I was hoping for more from the characters we got the cameos of. Yes, that's um, very much so. It's like, especially like looking at No Way Home, like those characters weren't really cameos. They were just there for the story. Whereas with this, like, first spoiler, we finally got to see Krasinski in a Marvel <laughs> movie. And I was like, wait, no, I want him in this movie more. Why, why is he already gone? I know. I was so excited when I saw it. I oh my goodness if you could have seen my face i was like <laughs> like i was on the row in front of these two with some other friends and it's like me and my buddy whose name is also dan we're both just geeking out and having fun and his wife to his left and our friend to my right were just not even watching the movie they were just watching us react and like this is way more fun i, I will admit that that's pretty much me and the row behind you <laughs> Wait, it was you geeking out or you uh, looking Reacting. at us? Looking at y'all geeking oh, okay. out. <laughs> okay, this is enjoyable. Yeah. Though I will say I did enjoy a lot of the callbacks to a lot of Raimi's earlier work. Mm -hmm. um, uh, just uh, like all the Evil Dead references. Um, there were actually a few really subtle ones to, um, oh, Halloween Disney movie. Oh. Um, Hocus Pocus. Yeah, yep. Uh, a few hats off to that. Um, I did enjoy bring, uh, how they were bringing in some of the, I guess I guess you could say more traditional Marvel fare uh, towards the the middle of Act Two. Mm -hmm. That was pretty fun to see. 
oh, the short lived. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, the again the the cameos and spoiler alert again. Crazy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my goodness, the I feel like I don't want to give it away too early, so I won't. Uh, <laughs> I think like my biggest complaint with the movie was that. Considering it was called Multiverse of Madness, we really spent time in two and a half of the multiverse <laughs> yeah. region. So, like, that was my biggest thing. Like, we got to see a bunch during that blip and jumping through. But outside of that, I was like, okay, so we have 616 and then the other one I'm forgetting. 838. 838. Then they didn't and, mention, they didn't mention any saw, of the like, other ones. Yeah. The, the in-between realm, which I don't even know what that one's called, um, where the book was. But, like we only really saw two and a half and I was like, okay, like I would have liked to see a little bit more. It's the multiverse of madness. And we really didn't see much. I mean, yeah. we saw the one that was like falling apart, but again, that was also brief as well. So it's like, where is this? Like, where are the multiverses for the multiverse of madness? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, but kind of, uh, Kind of on that point, though, like, what did you guys think of the different Doctor Stranges, though? Like, the um, the first one they showed was the the Defenders version of it. Yeah, Man, <laughs> man Bun, <laughs> Doctor Strange. Uh, but he was part of the Defenders version of, mm-hmm. um, of the MCU. I thought it was interesting that, with the exception of the first one that we saw, who got killed off pretty quick, that all of them had dabbled with the book yeah. at some point, which remind me what the book's name is. I'm, it's the dark hold, the dark hold. That's right. Which so like actually was had... in agents of shield. I don't know if anybody else had seen that, but I've only seen a part of the first season. Yeah. So. It was, it was in some of the later seasons where, uh, they had that book. And, uh, I think, uh, ghost rider was actually, um, okay. messing around with it. That one would make sense yeah. with this character, yeah. But I, I did think it was interesting that all of them had done something with the Darkhold at some point, with the exception of Man Bun, which, again, we don't even know if that he had or not because he died so quick. Right. Um, but it's just all of them using that same justification of, this is the only way. Yeah. This is the only option I see. And it's just be like, interesting. Is this teasing <laughs> something else coming down the road? Well, yeah. I think it was more harking back to... Uh, uh, the last time we saw Doctor Strange make a very significant thing outside of a Spider-Man movie, because I mean, the, the last time he he made a significant choice, his his comment was verbatim, "This is the only way." Yeah, and then he vanishes and just dust. Yeah, and they they like you said they kind of call back to that in the uh, in this movie where it was just Frequently. like, yeah, uh, he was like, "That's the only." Or I'm sorry, the uh, yeah at the uh, beginning at scene, the funeral or, or the, the wedding, the wedding scene. Yeah, yeah. he <laughs> said that was the only play we had. Yeah, it's, yeah, he's that's like kind of becoming a, re- a recurring thing for him. Yeah, and he's just constantly making that same reference, and it's like, okay, was this the only way, or was this just the first option that you found? Right. Yeah, yeah that could be because if we look at the um, eight three eight situation like he used the dark hold and helped them defeat thanos but they didn't have to go through their snapping and lose everybody yeah, yeah but at the and same the time end, you're seeing the end result of that being whatever that would but he would have seen that and and in this movie would have 
avoided it, I guess. I want to get into that, but since you haven't brought it up yet, I'm going to hold off. Okay. So, spoiler for our own show? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so... There's so many things we can talk about in this. Cause there's... I just say we dive in, because if yeah. we keep just bouncing around and not <laughs> wanting to be the one to make the spoiler, yeah. like it, we're not going to make it anywhere, so let's just dive in. So it's interesting that you mentioned that part of him having most likely seen that possibility when he was looking through, because he said there was only one option. So did he see that possibility and just think, no that's way too dangerous, we can't do that? Or was he like, okay, we're not even on Earth right now, we're on Titan, so the Darkhold isn't an option for me at the moment? Like, right, right. What was, what was the thought process there? Because like, if he looked through infinite timelines and possibilities, realistically, he wouldn't have chosen the one that is completely reliant on a rat pressing a button. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I think that's... It's such a crazy thing to think about because the the timelines are technically the different multiverses yeah. if, you, if you think about it that way. Um, I don't know if that's the way that they were thinking is that I he would have seen all those. so just because of the... Um, when they touched on collecting the stones in Endgame, they said if you take it, it causes a branch off and changing the outcome of that reality. And so that, that was the whole purpose behind it of like, go back, take the time stone and then go back to that exact time and return it. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's basically you make one decision, it, it branches off. Mm -hmm. Um, and in, uh, like in that, uh, sorry, in Loki, they were saying the same thing where it would, like they were trying to branch or take those branches and make them all one thing. But at the end, if you don't mind me spoiling that since you guys... Or, wait, David, you saw it, right? Loki? Nope. No, neither one of you saw it. So if you don't mind me spoiling it... Nope. Go for go it. For it. <laughs> they were trying to break all those branches off into one timeline. But at the end of Loki, it branched off into the multiverse. So technically, the multiverse didn't exist before that. Which is crazy. <laughs> uh, I feel like that's not... It's not accurate. Accurate, because even if we look at, like, WandaVision, like, they touched on, like, the multiverse stuff with bringing in um, the Quicksilver, Quicksilver yeah. and, and whatnot. And there's also, like... But that wasn't the, technically and, multiverse, though. That uh, was... They had brought him... As but a that different was, person. That was kind of the start of the buildup for the multiverse. Now, while that wasn't directly connected to the multiverse, that was the start of them working towards that. And we also need to look at like Endgame with the branch offs. Like, realistically, even if they go back and return the stones to the exact place at the exact time, there's still going to be some sort of variance. Yeah. Especially considering Steve Rogers at the end of Endgame decides, I'm going to stay in the past and yeah. just live my life. That alone is a change. That and also some of the some of the other universes we saw in this, they already had branches in their history well before yeah. the time stone was ever moved. That's the confusing part. I feel like the Loki was where they first really showed it. They realized it, yeah. But that's, yeah, real, realizing it is, is a good way to put it. Um, I don't know that that's necessarily when it started. Going back to your point about uh, Steve Rogers, though. Um, from what I've heard, the, the different articles and stuff that I've read, 
that technically wasn't a branch. He was meant to go back and and stay there, and he is actually, from, again, what I've heard, he is actually Peggy Carter's actual husband. He is, but that's still putting two Steve Rogers in the world in that timeline. A frozen One version is and a him. frozen, and right. then what, there was him. And that was the whole thing with, like, when they went back in time, they're like, we need to be careful not to interact with our previous selves. And then it also, again, with Steve Rogers fighting himself, it was like, oh, crap, here we go. <laughs> um, so, again, that one would also be a potential branch off yeah. issue. Um, so, yeah, it's, well, Loki may have been the first one where they really realized what was going on and visualized it. I don't think that's when it started. From what you're describing, I think it's more more fact of the uh, the time stones being in their proper place quote unquote is more of an anchoring to try to keep this uh, the different universes from overlapping or interacting right mm-hmm. so in that case then yes there uh, as the time as the different stones are being moved around then we start to see more of this weird stuff happening throughout the different universes yeah which in the current main timeline all of the stones are destroyed. Right. Mm-hmm. So that would mean all those things are happening because possibly because the infinity stones are gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The infinity stones are gone. They're obviously not in their proper places. And therefore we're getting all this weird travel between the, the universes. We're getting all these weird interactions. Yeah. It, this is partly because it's something I've been watching recently as well, but it reminds me a little bit of fringe. Don't know if you'll ever watch that. Uh, I did not, but I know, Okay. People who have, and they've told me a little bit about it. A, okay. A little bit about it. <laughs> so, at, the premise of the show, without getting too spoiler heavy, <clears throat> you have this scientist who is going through and trying to find different methods of pushing the bounds of known science and physics. Mm-hmm. As he does so, he ends up bridging a gap between at least two different universes. And then, as... As the story unfolds, you start to see how those interactions start happening and how a lot of the same problems from each individual universe start collapsing on on each other or crossing paths, interacting, and getting worse and worse. Yeah. So it's kind of the less optimistic version of this, of Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Which, again, from the Loki show, at the towards the end of that show, there was a character named Kang, uh, Kang the Conqueror, who was trying to stop this this multiverse stuff from happening. Does he have a sidekick named Rue? <laughs> Kangaroo. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> but he, uh, he was trying to stop it because uh, the interactions between the universes, his, his character was interacting with himself and saying, you know, I want to be the more powerful one. And, and it just kept like going further and further until just, catastrophe happened so i'm wondering if that's kind of where we're building with the multiverse is that like those variants and stuff like that coming back and like having issues with that possible and that would also help kind of open the door for if they wanted to bring in some of those other storylines like with the scroll invasion and um even with like the avengers versus x-men like the x-men come from 838 and we're like okay, the Avengers in this timeline are kind of messed up and doing some really bad stuff. We need to interfere or something like that. Yeah, It'd be a different take on that storyline, but 
I mean, like now having the multiverse and showing the variants and them even with the post credit scene, which I won't get into detail too much right now, but them just commenting on like how look, you messed up all of the timelines. You're yeah. going to go fix this. Yep. It's definitely set that stage where we're going to see a lot more, I think. Yeah. And actually, doesn't that doesn't that final uh, end credit scene, doesn't that kind of hint back to what Doctor Strange's original purpose in the comics was? So his uh, his purpose was to basically watch and keep balance. Yeah. Um, where the Sorcerer Supreme was never supposed to be as involved as Doctor Strange has been okay. in the movie in the MCU. He, they were they were always like kind of like the observers just staying back. If something on a massive scale happens, then they will interfere and do what they can to help with the situation at that point. But they were never intended to just be on the front line fighting day out at day day in day out like that. Yeah, which honestly, I'm I kind of like it this way because it it gives him a purpose to be there rather than to just watch. Yeah, excuse me. Um, where kind of in Infinity War when he was doing the watching of all the different versions of what happened, like he was like, okay, this is what I got to do, and like. I can't tell people what's going to happen or else it won't happen. And that's kind of, that's kind of more so what he did in the comics is like, I know what's going on, but I can't really tell people and I can't foretell things because then it won't happen. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's kind of more the observing kind of thing yeah. that he was doing. And I agree. I do like that. He's <laughs> more involved and that we're getting to see some more stuff with his character. Cause if we were <clears throat> in a position where he was just observing and he would just like, just show, just showed up for the Thanos fight. Or right. Just shows up because a, a demon showed up in the real world. It's like he, he just wouldn't have that same importance behind it. And it would also have taken away from that interaction with him and Spider-Man and No Way Home. And yeah. He, he's a little bit more personable in, the, yeah. in this show yeah. or in this in this series because in other ones he he cares, but he doesn't care. Yeah. Well, it, well he's, he's always got that mindset of... I care about people, but I can't interfere. I have yeah. to let them do what they're going to do. I will only interfere when the Sorcerer Supreme has to interfere, period. So what, what did you say, David? He kind of takes that stance of a very clinically detached individual. Yes, very like much so. Doctor. Like a doctor, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so let's let's kind of move on a little bit to some of the other characters and, and some of those other cameos that we're... Uh, talking about a little bit ago, um, I mean Scarlet Witch. <laughs> so Scarlet Witch is a whole nother conversation because Man, I I gotta say I had a lot of fun with what they did with her character in this because like just getting to see like how powerful she really is, which is something they've teased here and there, yeah. but they've never really like gone all the way with it. Even in like Endgame, when she like was just holding up Thanos and using her powers on him. Or it's like using her powers on one of Thanos' guards and the attack on um, Wakanda and just just showing like bits and pieces of her power. But here it's just like it was Wanda unleashed and yeah. it was great. It's more like, yeah, more like the Wanda from the comic books yeah. of just how. And there's like, that moment where powerful. you're just sitting there like when she comes face to face with one of the other characters uh, that was cameoed in this being Charles Xavier. It was just mm -hmm. like, is she about to say no more mutants? Is she, she going to wipe them all out? <laughs> yeah. But that was the, another thing I was going to 
uh, touch on was because of the whole multiverse stuff. Like Charles Xavier was from that particular universe. These, the mutants aren't in 616. Right. I think they're going to show up through the, the multiverse. I think so. And it could even be a start of like maybe Jean Grey and a Cyclops or like a handful of characters show up and be like, no, she killed Charles. Where is she? Yeah. We will not stop until we get her. And it's be like, well, she's dead. And it's like, ah, that's not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think that could definitely be something that they need to stop her. And again, it could be that Avengers versus X-Men thing where it's like, okay, we need to stop Scarlet Witch because she's going to take out the world. <laughs> well, and it's like, based on the way that the movie ended, it seems like 616 Scarlet Witch is no more. Yeah. But if there's another Scarlet Witch from another timeline that starts kind of going crazy and showing up somehow, like that could open the doors. I, I'm hoping that that's not the end of Scarlet Witch. I, I honestly don't think she's, I don't think she's dead. Because of how powerful she is, and kind of the same thing with what happened with Captain Marvel in this one, where she got crushed. Yes, but we also saw the explosion go, of her powers go out after the collapse. Yeah, and that but that not, could have been her her being defensive. I would love it, but I don't see it. <laughs> I think that what she did was very intentional in that she was saying, like, no one can ever be tempted with this again. Mm-hmm. I have to destroy the dark hold period. And she already knew the effects that had hit her body. Yeah. She knew how it was, it was treating her. She knew what was happening to her and she knew it's not going to just simply end because I destroyed the dark hold. I'm still going to have those lingering effects. Mm. So you think it's going to be a multiverse Wanda that comes back? If we see another Wanda. Yeah. Mm. I kind of wonder if it's going to be the Wanda that called her out right at the end. It's very possible. I mean, she could, I honestly oh, hope Wanda from eight three eight. Yeah, yeah, the one that she took. Over. She dream dream walked through. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that she she either could go nuts from that, or she could be like, no, I need to be more protective. Yeah, I think she's gonna be a lot more on guard and a little bit more aggressive, and we'll likely see more of that eight three eight Wanda and her kids. Yeah. Oh man, that'd be so cool. <laughs> okay, canonically, are her kids there for anything other than kind of a MacGuffin for her storyline? No, they're well. Yes, they are there for more than that. Okay, her kids become part of the the new Avengers mm-hmm. or the Young Avengers, one or the other. So, so like the group with like Kamala Khan and uh, America Chavez, and like the Young Avengers group. It's like a newer storyline, um, but her kids are pretty involved. Okay. Yeah, because uh, one of them actually takes on her powers, uh, so or something close to her powers. Yeah, it's that chaos magic, um, and then the other one has more of her brother, her brother's powers. Yeah, um, which is yeah, yeah, exactly. <coughs> yeah, I, and especially with like that whole face off with Wanda and Charles, I definitely think we will see more X Men. But touching on that moment for a second, like just that spookiness of Wanda just going on a tear and just destroying all the Ultron bots and destroying the, um, the Illuminati and just the spooky stuff with that. And I was just like, Oh, this is great. I love seeing like just 
Because it's like they've Marvel's been trying to say that Captain Marvel is the strongest character in the universe. I'm like, Wanda's right there. Don't you dare disrespect <laughs> Wanda like that. Yep. And I will say the channel scene was oh, the as far as scene. as far as jump scares go, that was an effective one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like looking, staring into the darkness at the door, and like, okay, did she? Did that stop her? And then just the silhouette and the red eyes, like, yeah. oh my god, that was that stinging. Was so to me, creepy. that was worse than her going after Charles. Oh yeah, and it, it, and I was I expecting will... something to happen with Charles, oh, yeah. and I knew that something was going to happen here, but I was expecting more just raw power destroy through the door, like you thought that was going to stop me, kind of thing. Yeah. I was not expecting her to just pop up there, like yeah. Okay. It was like I, creepy, like mm-hmm. I will creepy say Wanda. though, but <laughs> I, I will say this: the the interaction with Charles, where she takes him out, that that was a that was actually effective horror. So I'm retracting yeah. how I made you all after after we watched it. Mm-hmm. That was effective horror because you look back at it, and you and looking back at that scene, Wanda is playing with Charles Xavier, the strongest psychic oh, yeah. in mm-hmm. the storyline at all. He is playing with her. Or she is playing, playing with, with him. him. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. Yeah, thank you. I said it backwards. She's <laughs> playing with him. She's giving him that false hope of, oh, you want to help? Come help me. And I'm going to help myself now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that one. And Ooh, just that well, one and you even see that in that moment when the red smoke started to roll in and Charles' face just goes deadpan. And he realizes in that moment it's like, oh, no. She yeah. is so much stronger than I realized, and I I'm not ready for this. Yes. And that that makes me so like crazy because it puts her on the same level as Jean Grey, yeah. which Jean Grey is one of the most powerful psychics. Yeah, like well, I mean, like she always was on that level, and they're finally like showing her on that level, which is great. It's like even if we look in the comic books, like. Jean Grey wasn't strong enough to say no more mutants and the right. world do what she said. <laughs> yeah, but that's not that wasn't Jean Grey's power though. Like she she has You're psychic right. powers. You're right, but like no one's ever truly beaten Scarlet Witch. Right. If she loses a fight, it's because she was just like, "I'm bored. I'm leaving," or is like, <laughs> "You know what? My objective has changed. We're on the same side now." It's like. I feel like that's a good thing, but at the same time, yeah. scared. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And that's the thing that got me so much about this movie is that, like, I so wanted that moment of switch off of, like, okay, she realized what she was doing was dumb and, like, needed to switch. But it, ne- it never freaking came. <laughs> I would actually argue it did. Well, at the very end, yeah. Yeah. Because of well, and it being took shown a, something a, that... a big shock yeah. for her to come to that, which is fairly accurate to her character yeah absolutely she's never just flipped sides out of boredom yeah it's not like she just sat there and like watched someone say something be like "Ooh, maybe i shouldn't be on this side she was just like that's cute my plan is actually going to be the one that goes through but right. you do what you want to do for now <laughs> yeah it, it just it makes me wonder what kind of future she has in in the show or in the in the mcu because like she's she's shown herself to be a hero in the beginning and now she's the villain. Mm-hmm. And it, that's not going to change anytime soon. Something we could potentially see is also just like maybe some of the X-Men from other timelines, like figuring out that 
prophecy that she's either supposed to save the world or destroy it. And then just go from multiverse to multiverse trying to hunt her down. Yeah. And it could end up being something like that. Even with like, that could potentially be the way that they bring in the new Wolverine. If Mm. they do recast that. Cause it's like, if anyone's going to survive Wanda, it's probably Wolverine. (laughs) I'm going to miss Hugh Jackman. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I still think there's a potential for him to come back as a, at least a cameo of some kind. Well, but. I mean, even seeing Stewart's Stewart's Xavier, yeah, that that kind of gives that glimmer. Not only did we see Stewart's Xavier, but we saw Stewart's Xavier from '97. Yes. Oh my oh, gosh. Man. The one '90s the yellow chair. I did hover watch chair. at one point. Yeah. <laughs> the '90s yellow hover chair. Like that is such a throwback and such a like cool moment. I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm here for it. Yes. Like, it was. Again, another one of those moments of same thing with John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. Um, But it was the same thing where it was just like, yes, (laughs) like arms up in the air, like, holy cow. So um, y'all, y'all fill me in on this one character since we're bringing up the Illuminati now. Yes. Y'all fill me in on the one character a little bit before, but the dude with the tuning fork on his head. Okay. So his name is Black Bolt. Yes. He is part of a group called the Inhumans, where they're a a group of of powered individuals that got their powers from something called the Terrigen Mist. Um, It was basically like a stone that, like, it evaporates and gave them powers, and it's like an alien stone. Um, But they decided that Earth was not, suitable for them so they actually became or they uh set up a base on the moon okay <clears throat> and they have <laughs> what timing <laughs> great timing. <laughs> oh goodness okay uh so yeah they they have a way to get back to earth to be able to interact with humans and stuff like that but um yeah, so his name is Black Bolt, and his power is his voice. He cannot speak uh, anything louder, like any, actually, no, like anything. A whisper will do a, a large force damage, like... Well, yeah, we saw him, we, we saw that where he whispers, I'm sorry, to that universe's version of Doctor Strange. Right. And that was enough to yeah. just evaporate him. him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which actually goes back to that initial point I wanted to bring up. Yes. Um, that version of Doctor Strange, the Illuminati's painting him as the bad guy. So they didn't necessarily paint him as the bad guy. It was more they... Well, the way they, they, underst- they build it up, they said that he went to them about the dark hold and, and right. told them that he had been dream walking and... So like, and I don't know that they even show that. Yeah, they showed that. And they also like they commented on it, it's like, OK, like we've got Thanos coming. We know this is an issue. You've looked through time and seen that the Darkhold is the only option for this battle. So we'll play along for now. But you know what has to happen in the end. Yeah. And that's why he didn't resist. That's why he didn't fight them. He was like, no, this is what we agreed to. I okay. knew what I signed up for when I went into this. Yeah. Okay. So, That's kind of yeah. what I wanted to get to is because what we saw in that flashback was a very contrite and frankly, self-sacrificing Dr. Strange. Yes. Which we still see from this, uh, from, from our Dr. Strange to an extent, though I would argue more, sub- he takes more of a subjective stance to things. 
but we also see from another strange that we see in, in the in the film that they're not all of the same mentality. No. At all. Well, and I think it's also just the amount of time they've spent with the Darkhold. We see three different versions of Strange, all three of which have had varying levels of exposure. Yeah. And so we've got the 616 Strange that has very minimal, or hadn't had really any exposure until this movie to the Darkhold. We have the 838 Strange that had like a moderate amount of exposure to it. And it was like, knew it was taking its effect on him and knew it was how it was impacting him, and but still had up. control. Whereas then we see the strange and the universe falling apart who had just basically given himself over to the dark hold. He was carrying it on his person and saying, Oh, I'm protecting it. So no one else gets it. It's like, no, you're using that pretty actively. And you even comment, have you ever had a dream of yourself falling off of a building? That was probably me. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> that would it, I know, right? <laughs> when they show him doing that, the two thoughts that come to mind are one that it 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 implies that he's he's traveling to the universes and killing other Doctor Stranges himself. The other thing is uh, the, the other thing that comes to mind with that particular line is oh sweet when are you going to start chanting my precious? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much, and like it definitely seems like he he um, I'm pretty confident that that's what he was doing was killing other doctor strangers because it was like that he was in this universe that was destroyed and couldn't go to other universes but he didn't like that every other doctor strange still had the potential to be with their christine and so he's like if i can't have her you can't have her so i'm going to take you out myself yeah Mm -hmm. i didn't honestly ever think about that which it makes sense (laughs) because he he only starts to turn against that strange when he sees Christine, Christine, Christine yeah. outside. Yep. Yeah. Well, and he like, that was one of the first things he mentioned was how was your relationship with your Christine? Yeah. And so it was like, it was always that like jealousy mindset. And it's just like, that's not jealousy. That's flat out possessive. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which that again, I think it comes down to the dark hold, but like going back to the, uh, the cameos with black bolt, Black Bolt being one of the strongest characters in the Marvel Universe got just destroyed. Oh, his ending was (laughs) mind-blowing. Little too on the nose there. Or behind it. Yeah, there you go. go. I was just like, again, tying into just how powerful Wanda is. Because like we got to see some characters like that she was like, okay, I'll, I'll play with you for a little bit and then I'll finish this off. But, like, the cl- only characters that lasted more than a few seconds against her was Captain Marvel, this, you know, uh, A38's Captain Marvel, and then Peggy Carter's uh, uh, Captain Britain. Yeah. And, like, even then, like, Captain Britain really wasn't going to do anything. <laughs> I would I would call her Captain Carter. Captain uh, Carter. I don't think she was Cap- uh, Captain Marvel. Uh, sorry, Captain Britain. Okay, because she had the Union Jack on the shield instead of the Stars and Stripes, so yeah. I wasn't sure. But yeah, e- either way, um, like she used her agility to like stay alive for a little bit longer. But even then, Wanda was just like, "All right, I'm a little annoyed. I'm going to kill you. It's just a matter of time. It's not a matter of if, when." <laughs> yeah, part of me wonders if it was almost a a matter of respect for for her, even through her madness. Of like knowing who Captain Carter was, 
and just and like then, not yeah. wanting to kill her right away, but because she got in the way, it was yeah. like, okay, I just have to do it. That's you that's know? definitely possible because like the characters that she wiped out as quick as she could were characters that she hadn't had any interaction with right. in six one six. Whereas like that universe is Captain America, that universe is Captain Marvel lasted longer and she's like still ultimately toyed with them and took them out with minimal effort. Yeah. But it was still that like kind of respect. It's like, okay, I've actually fought alongside you. So I really don't want to do this. Yeah. But I'm going to do what I've got to do. Yeah. I think that could be very possible. I would say this is one of the first Marvel villains I can think of in a long time that was just evil for the sake of being evil. Mm-hmm. Mm. It was just the, their own selfish motivation. It wasn't like Thanos who was like, no, we're going to like cause starvation if we leave populations yeah. how they are. Um, wasn't even really like, well, I guess not technically because in No Way Home, all of the villains were being evil just because they could. Mm, yeah. And they like didn't, they sure they didn't want to go back to their timelines because of how like different this earth was compared to theirs. But at the same time, they're still like, oh, no, I just want to be evil. Like, this is fun. Well, with, with Green Goblin, it was like that. But with um, like Electro, it was, I just need power. I want power. Um, It'll become an addiction to him. Yeah. Yeah. It's not necessarily about being evil. It was just, I, I, like you said, it's an addiction of, I want more power. Yeah. With Sandman, it was his age old. I want to get back to my daughter, um, <laughs> <laughs> which was kind of weird. But they they at least kept it consistent. Well, Lizard um, was Lizard was he wasn't really wanting to turn back to his normal self. He was no. just wanting to continue rampaging as Lizard. Well, I think his motivation was more so like I want to continue on my research of making everybody lizards and like being the the ultimate predator basically or being able to heal themselves through the splicing pretty much so i think all of them had their reasons except for green goblin green goblin was the most just cuckoo for cocoa puffs (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly um so back to dr strange (laughs) (laughs) well these tie-ins yes of course of course um we wanted to touch on this character a little bit because she was part of it but i think we all kind of agreed that she wasn't necessarily the greatest of characters was america chavez and i don't know that it was necessarily that she's not a good character it, they just didn't do a good job of making us care about the character yeah. so she's like, a great actor or actress and yeah, like the actress she did, did a great good with job what she yeah. was given um and she I, wasn't I don't even much in my yeah opinion. and she like for someone that's supposed to be so important to the story she felt like she's just the hot potato bouncing around from yeah. person to person because it's like okay no just i'm gonna protect you no this. i'm gonna kill you no i'm gonna protect you no i'm gonna kill you it's just this constant flip-flop it just happened to be the same person yeah over and over again. <laughs> yeah um so that i th- th- think that was my issue like she was one of those characters that like if given good writing she could be really enjoyable but the way that they did it in this movie, I j- there just wasn't anything that made me care about her yeah. by the end of it. And I was just like, okay, she's like learning sorcery powers now. Cool, I guess. Yeah. I think, I think it was more of an intro for her character, um, <coughs> where it was just like, okay, we're building up something for her to become, yeah, something more in future. Well, that could be shows. either building towards the 
um, Young Kamala Avengers Khan or... show or the Young Avengers or even the Marvels that's coming up. I yeah. don't know if she's supposed to be in that one or not. So uh, it definitely seems like they're. It was more so an introduction, which I will say I appreciate that much because yeah. I didn't like the Eternals route of oh here's a bunch of characters care about them. Yeah. Why? Who are yeah. they? What? Is, why should I care? What are they doing? Yeah. Um, I, so I, I will say for America Chavez, the only the only slightest thing about her that I care about is her power seems impressive. Yeah. But I feel like they've not really shown off all it can do. They've just kind of pointed out like, oh hey, she crosses the universes. That's really important. Like, great, cool. How? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I and I think they're they might end up. Uh, explaining that a bit more later on and in, in if they keep putting her in other things yeah. and I, and to your point Caleb like the fact that in all the other movies the earlier movies it was this is a movie about this person and then there would be cameos and and end credit scenes of these other characters that were like okay that's a person that we should look out for which I think they did perfectly with uh, with this one with America Chavez where she wasn't like, like she was a main character, but she wasn't something like you said, didn't really find anything to care about her for other than people were trying to kill her. Yeah. Yep. But, and even then, like, I don't feel like they did as good of a job of selling that. Right. It's just like, I I was more shocked at like the first Dr. Strange we saw at the start of the movie dying. Yeah. Then I was, people constantly trying to kill her. I'm like, okay, like she has this ability to jump from universe to universe and sure. She doesn't know about like, know how to control it right now, but like what is actually going on is making demons or this being hunt her down. So avidly, I was more curious about who it was than I was with her. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, for me, I'm more excited about the fact that they made her something that she doesn't know how to control her powers, which was, a big thing for Marvel throughout the years was someone gets powers, they don't know how to use them, and then they get brought to someone who can help them learn how to use their powers. Mm-hmm. I think that was a great way to show her off. Yeah. Other and I, than... And that's, like, again, that's something I really appreciated with this one is that I loved that they actually took time to introduce her to us in less of a, this is the main character, good luck yeah. kind of way. And also that introduction of just like, okay, like this is going back to the old school of like, here's someone with powers that doesn't know how to use them like you had pointed out. Um, so I, I am curious to see what they do for it. As it stands now with the way that the it movie ended and how they did her character, she's not a character I want to go see a movie for specifically. Right. But I do want to see what they end up doing with her. Yeah, like if they do a Young Avengers movie or something with all the yeah. other characters, yeah, it would be I, cool to see her again. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I feel like she's got a character that has a lot of potential, again, if written well. Right. And so I want to see them really give her the time and the effort for the story. That's going to be key. Don't just throw her in there and be like, she's another Captain America. She's super strong because she's strong. Yeah. No, give me a reason why. Yep. Show the turmoil, show the challenges, show the training, show what she goes through, make her a strong character because of what she's gone through, not just because strong. Yeah. Make her a Midoriya. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm here. Uh, so that that's what I want to see. Like, Just give her a good story, build her up well. And I feel like the fact that they went back to some of their old tactics with 
introducing her in another movie and kind of building a relationship here to move towards something else, yeah, I think is going to be good. I agree. And we got some funny moments with her too. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> Spider what Spider Man? Does the web come out his butt? I don't have an answer to that question. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> so, uh, kind of going back a little bit to uh, the Illuminati uh, question, um, something that I was curious about, or not really curious about, but some of the, the things I was curious about was the um, the other characters from the Illuminati that we didn't get to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they showed, they showed Baron Mordo, uh, Captain Carter, Captain Marvel, Professor X, Black Bolt, and Mr. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. But there's actually a few other ones that they didn't, they didn't have in this particular universe. Um, I would love to see Namor. Oh, because he's such a cool character. And like, he's Marvel's Aquaman, basically. But like, getting to see some of the moment, like some of his really good fights and like some of the buildup for him, he. He had a much better introduction than Aquaman flying on flying fish over the water. <laughs> like, uh, so he's he's definitely got a much better starting point than what Aquaman had. Um, I don't know if they're necessarily going to go the Namor Submariner route just because of Aquaman being so prevalent in the DCEU. Um, I want to see him. Yeah. Basically being one of the first of the good, or pardon, decent DCEU movies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so... They're learning. They're my, learning. Yeah, time. They're definitely learning. Um, my my thing about it is is that with the MCU, that's that's an area they have not explored yet. So they've done multiverse now. They've done space. They've done other planets. They've done you know all sorts of other things like that. They have not delved into the underwater characters, um, which there's a bunch. I mean, there's. Um, None that I know of there right now. Inhuman, but <laughs> there was that inhuman fish guy with the trident. I'm right. forgetting his name. Um, then there's like, yeah, there's a lot with the underwater stuff and like abomination and different stuff like that. So like there's a lot that they could do there. And I would like to see it. Um, I am curious what they would do with it because it's, I don't see a realistic way, especially now that Iron Man's not around I, anymore, having other people fighting underwater with Namor. Yeah. I had forgotten that uh, Annihilation Abomination Abomination is I had forgotten that Abomination is amphibious yeah they're probably if I had to guess they're probably going to tie him into uh, She-Hulk they could that would definitely be a good way to go about it Um, they've already had the cameo of Abomination in Shang-Chi yes yep so like yeah it's definitely possible I would be interested to see what they do with it um but yeah, like, because like She-Hulk isn't going to be able to just go underwater and fight. And I don't see them like going the Star Wars route with these weird breather things while she's <laughs> fighting underwater. So yeah, like I would love to see him. But really, like some of the other key members of the Illuminati, such as Tony Stark and T'Challa, aren't an option. Yeah. The only other option would be if we have Cherie, uh potentially join the Illuminati, which I guess they could do. And she does have quite a few movies on her contract still, from what I understand. So, like, it's definitely a possibility. But at the same time, I don't know if we'll see a 616 Illuminati. Mm. We could, uh, because they they still have the potential to bring in a lot of those characters. And 
please more John Krasinski, fantastic. Like, please, <laughs> please, and please, please. That would definitely keep Emily, my interest. Yeah, yeah. fantastic actor. <laughs> he's, no pun intended, right? He's, <laughs> well played. Well played. <laughs> um, so, like, I, there's a lot that I would like to see, and I know that there was a really cool fight. Um, I believe it was The Thing versus Namor and the uh, Avengers versus X-Men comic that was just so good. Yeah. And it was both of them just sitting there like, no, I'm like as strong as rock. The pressure of the ocean isn't going to destroy me. One of us can breathe underwater, but both of us are going to hit real hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the other thing about Namor too, is I've seen a fan cast for him and I would love to see him as Namor as Luke Evans. The guy from uh, Dracula Untold and uh, oh, Bart, yeah, Bart yeah. the Bowman. He, he would actually seen, do a really good yeah. job with I think he would fit that character <laughs> really well, actually, yeah. that, now that you've mentioned it. I've seen um, uh, fan like uh, art with him as, uh, as Namor, and it was just like, he just looks exactly like him. <laughs> if you look at some of the old... Uh, uh, comic art of Namor. Okay. It, yeah. It's pretty spot on. The only other person I could see him play is Mr. Sinister. Who? Uh, he's an X-Men villain. Uh, I don't remember him at all. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Uh, he was in the old cartoon. Um, he was... Uh, oh, he was like the vampire looking guy. Yeah, he um, had white skin and a, a red diamond on his face. Or on his, on his oh, forehead. Oh, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But I could definitely see him as that. Yeah. But I, guess, I could see, like I could see him or... doing that. I think I'd rather see him as Namor because I want yeah. him to be more of a, like, pivotal a pivotal recurring role. Yeah, um, me too. But, yeah, like, that would be interesting. And I'm curious, like, who will we see if they do start bringing in the X-Men too? Like, are they going to bring in some of the actors from the, like, Future's Past crew to potentially reprise roles are they going to bring in new actors the only Um, one i would really like to see back um is the guy that played nightcrawler in apocalypse yes um and i feel like uh, the actor that played cyclops had potential he just didn't get a lot of screen time yeah and so i would like to see him get a chance to come back just to kind of get and I think the guy that played uh, Beast did a good job as well yeah nicholas holt yeah nicholas i I would prefer to see a more mature beast because while Nicholas Holt did That's a fantastic fair. job, it was it, it didn't quite mesh. Because he has kind of this 13 going on 30 mentality in, in that particular version of the movies. Yeah. My thing about it is is that, uh, and my brother and I were talking about this the other day, was uh, that what we would like to see is a new version of the original five X-Men. Which yes. were Cyclops, Jean Grey, Beast, Iceman, and Angel. But those would be all the teenage versions of them going to school. It may be time. This is just me talking out of what little experience I have with Marvel. It may be time for us to see kind of the um, X Men Evolution uh, mm. versions of the different different mutants. That would yeah. actually be interesting. Um, my only concern is that they kind of somewhat did that with the high school variant variation from like first class. Yeah. And some of it was good. Some of it was real miss. Yeah. And oh, so yeah. like, I feel like there's definitely potential for that. And that would actually 
provide an opportunity for actors like the guy that played Cyclops to come back. Um, but I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm a little torn on them going that route. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't and, make sense because they're potentially, like, bring in Spider-Man to kind of help introduce the characters who bumps into them at high school. And then it's, like, the kind of that awkward interaction. And then it's like, wait, you have powers, too? Kind of <laughs> um, you have a metal arm? Dude! <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know a guy like you. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we I mean, could also see a tie-in with the upcoming Deadpool movie, though. Oh, yeah. since we've already got Cable, please, please, please. Yep. Since we already have Cable and a few other and Domino and like some of those characters, like we could actually see them potentially like bridge that gap. And Deadpool shows up at this timeline, and it's just like, oh, how did I get here? I'm out of a charge, and there's like, no, you messed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this isn't another timeline. This is another universe. So. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's, it's some pretty crazy stuff with the, the multiverse that could definitely have, uh, have ramifications. <laughs> uh, but one last thing we wanted to touch on, or I wanted to touch on, uh, for this episode was the, uh, one of the end credit scenes, uh, introducing a new character, uh, and her name, or she was played by Charlize Theron. And her name is actually Clea, which I honestly did not know a whole lot about until after watching this. But uh, I looked her up and everything, and apparently she is a big character for Doctor Strange. She is, which is surprising to me because I thought Christine would still be something with him, but it's actually his wife. I mean, I guess not not makes, in the MCU yet, but yeah, in the I guess comic that books. would make sense because they kind of have that common goal of like jumping around and saving the multiverses and whatnot. So I guess really she makes sense. Yeah, like sure, it'd be nice to see him end up with Christine in some form, but like realistically, that's not going to happen, and that's pretty much definitively said by the fact that no Stephen ends up with her. right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So like it makes sense. I am I have I don't know anything about her character. So that was a new character for me as well when she showed up. At first I was like, is that Psylocke? Because of like the way that the purple energy blade looked. And I was like, no, that's not Psylocke. That doesn't fit the character. Um, She's wearing too much clothes, like <laughs> David said the other day. <laughs> Again, this is the Disney Marvel CU. We're not gonna see that version of Psylocke. Like I don't understand why people want to see that it's never going to happen and sadly never... i do understand why people want to and i disagree with them wholeheartedly <laughs> <laughs> i don't understand why people are convinced that disney is going to let it happen let me there rephrase you go. it yeah. uh, so I, i'm curious to see what they do with the character um i'm shirley's throne's kind of hit or miss for me personally mm. it depends on the role like she was an enjoyable character in fast and furious Agreed. Uh, but then there's other characters i'm just like eh. So, I don't know. We'll see. Job. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sure. I liked her in uh, the Will Smith movie, Hancock. Oh, oh yeah. She, she was, was really good, good in that one. Yeah. So, so she definitely has potential um, mm-hmm. for that role. I think it could be very interesting. Um, so, yeah, those are our thoughts on the movie. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.